Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minutes with Mother Goose. This podcast was created in the era of the 2020 virtual learning, where fourth grade students from Miss Goosen's class share takeaways from the week. The goal for this podcast is to empower students by providing them with a platform to use their voice to make a difference in their world. I'm kind. I am smart. I can use my voice to make a difference in my world. Happy Veterans Day to all the men and women who have served or is serving our country. We thank you for your dedication and sacrifice. And today, we remember you. We're thinking about you and we're celebrating you. And students this week have been learning about Veterans Day and what is a veteran. So I thought, why not interview veterans? So in today's episode, you're going to hear from two Marines, their husband and wife. They have retired from the Marine Corps. And fourth grade students are actually going to interview them with some Q&A. I'm going to hear from a second grader who was delivering small Ziploc baggies with his toy soldiers. And then there was also a special little message inside about remembering veterans on Veterans Day. Well, John, thank you so much for meeting with me today. Well, this morning, I got a special package from you. And I'm going to go ahead and read it. And I just thought it was so special, especially, do you know what what holiday we're getting ready to celebrate next week? Yes, Veterans Day. Veterans Day, you're exactly right. Well, I'm going to read what he had in the little package. It says, Home of the Free because of the brave. Keep this soldier somewhere close so that you will see it often as a reminder to pray for all our military men and women who are serving and have served our great country. Veterans Day 2020. I thought that was a wonderful gesture of you, John. John, can you tell me what that you, uh, what else was in the little package? A little toy army. Why again did you do this for? Because I love Veterans Day. Oh, you love Veterans Day? I do too. Do you know that's my favorite, favorite holiday? Nope. <laughs> it is. Well, it's one of them. Christmas, other than Christmas. But I used to um, be a music teacher. And for eight years, our veterans program was one of the most important, one of the biggest programs that we did. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Do you know a veteran? Um, no, but I have watched a movie uh-huh. with a, a guy that drive a dog bike, and uh-huh. he was an army man. Oh, was he? Yeah. Okay. If there was a veteran, what would you? Do you is there anything that you would like to tell a veteran today or veterans? Um, thank you for saving our country. Yes. Thank you. 
And you know what, John? Thank you for doing this right here. Because it was just a simple little gesture that you did, but it also made everybody stop and think. And you said, when you see this little army man, it's a reminder to pray for all our military men and women who serve and who have served our country. Thank you, John, for doing that. You're welcome. You all were incredible coaches. Absolutely incredible coaches. Um, and I wanted, and I talk about you all the time to my friends here. And, um, and you had messaged me this week about something else. And I, I was laying in bed and usually what happens, I'm, I got a thought. And I'm like, hey, you want to come on our podcast? And you said, yeah, sure, we'll make it happen. All right, well, um, and how many years did you serve, Mr. Mr. Compton? Uh, 23 years. 23 years. Wow. That's incredible. <laughs> look, look at Alex's face. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, uh, good morning. My name is uh, David Compton. Uh, I'm a retired Sergeant Major from the United States Marine Corps. I'm originally from uh, Pike County, Kentucky, a uh, small town here in eastern Kentucky. Uh, graduated high school. When I was 17. I joined the Marine Corps and uh, you know, had some great opportunities serving in the Marine Corps, uh, been around the world and, and uh, many of the states here in the United States, places that I would not have got gotten to uh, visit or see if I hadn't had that opportunity. Uh, so, <clears throat> and we've heard uh, recently in 2017, during that time in the Marine Corps, I met my wife uh, and we have three children and I'm currently a uh, Social Good morning. Um, my name is, well, I'm Mrs. Compton, or in Spanish, Senora Compton. I was born in Ecuador at the age of five and moved to the States to New York City. I lived there until I graduated high school. At that point, I went off and joined the Marine Corps. I served eight years. During my eight years, I had, oh my goodness, I had such great um, positions, such great opportunities. I, I was sent to travel. Well, that was one of the main reasons I joined. And I surely took advantage of it. I traveled and also got my education through the Marine Corps. Um, my last year in, I, I was fortunate enough to meet my husband. And shortly after, we decided, you know what, we're going to go ahead and have a family. And I hung up my uniform and became a dependent. And I followed him ever since until he retired a couple of years ago. And we decided to come back home to his hometown in Eastern Kentucky, and we are now, as you mentioned, we are now teachers. We have three children right about your ages, right? They are third, fifth, and seventh graders. Needless to say, with all their activities and us teaching, we, we stay very busy. Yeah. Hi, my name is Alex, Sergeant Major Compton. What do you remember about the day you enlisted? Okay, uh, well, good morning, Alex. Uh, the day I enlisted was a very exciting day. I was uh, not too much older than you guys right now. Uh, you know, as a young person, 17 years old, just graduating high school, uh, still trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Do you want to go to college or do you want to uh, join the military? And that's a big decision to make, especially as a, as a young person. But I was, I was extremely excited uh, and motivated about the opportunities and decisions that uh, were ahead of me. But also a little intimidated, uh, you know, you're joining uh, a military service such as the Marine Corps. That can be rather intimidating. 
but more excitement than anything. Okay, so the next is Riley. Riley, it's your turn. Hi, I'm Riley. So you're out of Compton. How did you tell your family and friends that you were joining the military? Well, good morning, Miss Riley. Um, how did I tell my? Well, I was I'm be, I was raised by a single mom, so it was literally just my mom and my three brothers. And I remember going in to my house like a regular day after school, and I was like, "Hey, mom, I need to talk to you." Now, keep in mind, I, I've never indicated to them that I was contemplating the thought of joining the Marine Corps. And like, you know, we're having a regular conversation. I was like, oh yeah, by the way, um, there's gonna be a gentleman that comes in this afternoon to come speak to you. My mom was like, what, what are you talking about? I was like, oh, don't worry about it. Cause I felt at that point, the less she knew, the better it was for me. I was the only girl. So it was like, they, I, my mom was really protective over me. And um, like an hour, an hour or so later, the recruiter came in, the recruiter's the representative for, in our case, the Marine Corps. He's the one that speaks to you and gets you enlisted in the Marine Corps. And he came over and my mom saw him, you know, he came and knocked on the door, we let him in. And my mom refused to listen to what he had to tell her. He was <laughs> not happy. And um, he was like, no, it's going to be okay. We'll take care of her. He was like, we'll let, allow her to travel. We'll, you know, we'll help her out in her education. And... Yeah, my mom, it took her like a month or so until she finally gave in. And she figured out, you know, she outweighed it in the bad. And she realized that um, with everything that we were going through, that was definitely the best choice for me. And she came in and she was like, okay. So she signed the paperwork to allow me to actually go off to boot camp. Okay, you ready? Hello, my name is Julian. Are there any conversations that stand out from that time? Okay, thank you, Julian. Uh, yes, there are some conversations very similar uh, to uh, Senora Compton here. Uh, my parents were not 100% on board with me joining the military at, uh, at that time, especially such as, uh, you know, rather young age. She was 17. I was trying to join 17. I had a relationship with the uh, recruiter for a couple of years uh, of him coming in my school and building rapport and, and uh, you know, uh, trying to recruit me into the service. I really wanted to go in. There's not a lot of recruiting going on because I wanted to do that. But my parents were not 100 percent supportive. Uh, they were they were, uh, you know, trying to trying to get me to go more toward the college route, which eventually I got to do in the military as well. But uh, those conversations. Uh, or back and forth, and more of me trying to recruit my parents into me joining <laughs> uh, the military. So I became like a recruiter myself. Awesome. Well, thank you. Hi, I'm Lily. Um, Senora Compton, how did you choose your branch of service? Gracias. Thank you, Miss Lily. Good morning. Um, well, Oddly enough, when I went to go speak to the recruiter, the recruiter I was looking for was an army recruiter because um, he was the closest one to, um, as soon as you go in the building, the recruiting office, the army one was up front. However, that specific day that I walked into that building, the army recruiter was not there. But guess who was across the hallway? The marine recruiter. And as I was looking for the army recruiter and realized that the office was closed, I looked across the hallway and I was like, hey, that uniform looks pretty cool too. 
So I went on over and I spoke to the Marine recruiter. It was really um, just out of chance because the intention was never the Marines. It was the Army. But it worked out great. So, I, Yeah, and it was the perfect story. So, yes. Yes, yeah, nothing's by chance. You That's met right. your soulmate. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there I was about go. to say, you met him. Yay. Yay. <laughs> awesome. My name's Ella Kate. Um, Mr. Saver, uh, where did you serve during the war? Uh, good morning, Ella Kate. Uh, th I know this is, uh, this is stressful for all of us, these type of conversations I have with our kids. Uh, so you're doing great. Uh, where did I serve in the war? Uh, okay. Well, the time I served in the Marine Corps was a, uh, it's a very difficult time for the country and, and the world uh, with global war and terrorism. Uh, I served in Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, in 2003, I served in the OI, uh, Operation Enduring Fre uh, Iraqi Freedom and Enduring Freedom. And uh, in that, uh, you, what I, I'll tell you a little story behind that. I took a ship from North Carolina and we sailed across the Atlantic and the Mediterranean and through the Suez Canal and up into the Persian Gulf. And then we got out in Kuwait and then we went into Iraq. So I served in, in Iraq, and then about six months later, I deployed to Afghanistan and uh, served over there. And then there was a, a, a pause there for, for a couple of years. I went back to Afghanistan and served there in 2010. And on that uh, training or exercise, I was actually with the Afghan National Army. So there were 19 Americans living, serving and fighting with Afghan soldiers. So that was uh, a very unique and great opportunity for me uh, to do. So someone from Eastern Kentucky, small town here in Kentucky, uh, in foreign countries where you're representing the entire United States, uh, you know, I take that as a very big responsibility and a great opportunity to uh, support and defend our country. Thank you. Yeah. For them, but not for the podcast. I'll go ahead and ask them. You might forget it. Sergeant Major Compton, did you ever, like, send off planes? Uh, Brody, I know someone, you're talking about the, you're talking about airplane or something like that? Or, all right, I've been on an airplane. Actually, my first experience in an airplane was when I joined the, uh, the military, uh, I got stationed in Hawaii and I had, I'd never been in an airplane before. So that was a whole experience in, it, in itself. <laughs> uh, I, flew, I flew from uh, Kentucky to Hawaii and that's a very long flight. And then uh, several times I flew from the United States to uh, Japan, which is like a 14 hour flight. And some of those airplanes even have two floors. The, the airplanes are so big, they have two floors and, and I've never seen that either. Wow. Uh, so uh, I've never uh, flown a plane. I've been in helicopters. I've been in airplanes, and I've had many experiences on that. But I've uh, I've never actually flown one myself. I think Brody has an interest. He said that's I'm what he wants. Like, um, did you ever like not like fly them, but like send them off where the tower gives you a signal and you send off the planes and they launch themselves? No, sir. Uh, that that's a specific MOS, and that's a very important MOS, and only a small small amount of people get to do that. Uh, 
uh, I think that's interesting myself too, to be able to, uh, to keep track of all the aircraft that are flying around. I think that's a very important, very dangerous job. And I, that also uh, uh, motivates me too, but I never had that opportunity. All right, Gemma. Hi, I'm Gemma, Senora Compton. How did you stay in touch with family and friends back at home? Thank you for your question, Senorita Gemma. Um, well, we didn't have, back when I served from 2000 to 2008, we didn't have all the great um, devices as you all do with the messages and Facebook and all that stuff. Um, so I actually, a lot of the communication was via um, writing letters, okay? On a weekly basis, I wrote letters back home and my mom wrote them back. Now, I also, considering that most of my service was overseas, there's a time difference there. So I had to work, like when I was able to make phone calls back at home, um, I had to really work around the time schedule because for the most part, we were six, eight hours ahead, depending on where I was stationed at that point. So my best form of communication, I would, the one I prefer the most obviously is just picking up the phone. Um, however, it was not that easy due to the time difference. So the second option was of course, taking it, you know, the way it should be back in the day or the way it was, just writing letters, writing letters back at home. My name is Chloe and I have a question for Mr. Compton. Was there anything you especially missed about civilian life? Uh, yes, yes, good morning, Chloe, very good job. Uh, there are several things that you're gonna miss when you join the military. You're gonna miss your family and friends, obviously, but uh, for me, I missed uh, my grandma's uh, cooking, you know, the small little things, the, the food that you that you might be accustomed to when you're growing up and being so far away. You're gonna miss the interactions and relationships that you have with your family and friends, but you're also gonna have these uh, moments where you reflect back and you're gonna remember uh, like the, the food or something maybe just going fishing uh, with uh, your, your grandpa or something like that. Uh, so you're gonna miss these things, but uh, <clears throat> those also are motivations for you to uh, do your job and to come back home and to have those experiences again. Good, thank you. Hi, my name is Emily and I have a question for Sonora Compton. What did you learn about yourself? Well, good morning or buenos dias, Miss Emily. Um, thank you for the question. All right, what did I learn about myself? I learned so many things, um, but the one thing that stands out is resilience. Meaning that if things don't go your way, you're gonna be able to bounce back, regardless of what what is taking place um, during a specific time in your life. All right, never give up. It might not be the, the route that perhaps, or what you intended, or what your plan was, but there's always a bigger plan out there, so you just gotta keep pushing forward. Perfect, I love it, I love it. Thank you, Emily. This one, I have a question. Okay, you go right ahead, sweetie. Um, uh, did, did you guys ever like complain about the foods that you guys were eating on the ships? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now, here's the a, here's a interesting uh, conversation about the uh, the food on the ship. Actually, uh, Marines on the ship, they don't really have a, a big uh, role in that because you're kind of a passenger. Uh, the Navy runs the ship and they're operating all that and they're doing all the stuff and that. The Marines, you do a lot of training and classes and stuff like that, but really the lines are very long. So you go to breakfast in this extremely long line and you eat 
and it takes like two hours in that line. So really, you're almost getting right back in line for lunch as a Marine because you don't have a lot of jobs uh, to do on training and stuff like that. So the lines are extremely uh, long, and the food is, is very limited. So if you don't eat what they give you, you kind of are waiting to the next meal. But I'll, I'll tell you that uh, every once in a while, they'll have something that we all enjoy, ice cream. And when they break out the ice cream, the entire ship, uh, the word just passed around, hey, they got ice cream today. It's, it's a really big deal. <laughs> well, I just, you know, the little things. And then they got excited over ice cream. You know, it really just, if we just stop and think, the next time you go get ice cream in your refrigerator or you, or you just go straight to the lunch line and get your food, you remember, hey, there was probably a Marine right now waiting in line for two hours to get just to get food. Wow. Thank I'm you. I'm waiting like, for two like, hours and go and wait in line again for two hours. That's basically waiting yeah. four hours in line for <laughs> and lunch. Hi, I'm Elizabeth, Sergeant Major Compton. What are some of your hopes for the future? Oh, thank you, Elizabeth. Uh, that's a great question. Uh, my personal hopes is uh, obviously right now I'm, I'm enjoying watching uh, my children through their school and uh, their uh, activities that they have and spending time with my, my family, my wife, and really kind of just taking a step back. But I, I enjoy being a teacher. I enjoy uh, having this opportunity, this platform to get in front of young folks and share experiences, just like we're doing this morning, talking about the military, uh, talking about the, uh, the sacrifices that those are, are uh, making, because uh, if you do not know, we are very divided right now. The country is divided. There's a lot of division going on and, and hostilities going on. And we really all just need to get along and work together uh, in this and try to try to uh, be the best country that we can. And, and in that, it takes teamwork. And we all have to try to come on board, just like in your classes. You can't have some of us uh, not participating and, and back and forth is not, not uh, acceptable. We all have to be one big team and reaching toward the goal. So my hopes for the future are that uh, we all become together and we work together and uh, we have uh, great opportunities in, in the country and, and seeing young folks like you uh, in this, even in this platform here with the pandemic going on, you guys are still being educated. You're still getting these experiences and this is this is positive. This is great. It, it's hopeful. Uh, we're going to get back to normal, but that's just the hope right now is we get back to normal and we, we enjoy our lives the best we can. Hello, my name is Brody. Senor Compton, what phrase or word will never be the same now that you served in the Marine? Well, thank you. Good morning, Brody. Thank you. Um, Okay, the word, well, there's a lot. Ah, but the one thing that, for me, the word strength. Because um, before I joined the Marine Corps, I really thought strength had to do with your physical strength. You know, how much you can lift up, how much you can carry. But strength means much more than just your physical abilities. It's, you have to be mentally strength. You have to have mental strength. You have to have emotional strength to overcome um Things that perhaps, you know, like once again, it ties in with the question I had earlier. You have to be strong, just an overall strong person to be 
And how do you become strong? Um, just having hope, having faith. And that ties in together because having that allows you to become a good, there's a wholesome, kind person. And I think we can all learn from that. Hi, I'm Mila. Sergeant Major Compton, is there someone you served with that you remember fondly? Can you tell me about him or her? Thank you, Mila. That's a great question. Obviously, I served my wife, uh, so she's uh, very close to my heart. Uh, mm-hmm. But you're going to have uh, many mentors in, in your life, and even in your school right now. And you're going to have uh, folks that you want to uh, follow in a positive mindset. And uh, and I do have uh, several mentors that I do uh, and, you know, think about now. And, and as I was coming up in the Marine Corps of, of uh, to emulate, you know, they are doing positive things. They're successful. And that's what you do. You take you take the positive attributes from folks and you put those in your backpack and you use them toward you and you get rid of that negative stuff. And if you do that with everyone you come in contact with, think about all the positive stuff you got in your backpack that you can transfer over to you. And then you take your own, your, your own personal uh, uh, things that you bring to the plate. And, man, what, what positive uh, things you can be. And then you, you yourself can be a uh, mentor and a role model. Yes, uh, I'm uh, Chavi Munez, the physical education teacher here at Southside. Uh, let me first say thank you both for your service. Appreciate you, appreciate you meeting with us. And um, so my question, uh, Senora uh, Compton, uh, what are some habits you developed in the service that you like? Okay, well, thank you. Good morning, thank you for your question. Um, Habits, uh, well, there's a lot, you know, I, I try to be uh, punctual. I um, I try to, my best, you know, to work a lot of things in, but um, of it all, I think the most important thing is to be selfless, all right? Selfless mm-hmm. in the sense that I learned that um, you have to be more, not necessarily more concerned, but put others' needs before yours. And that is one of the biggest things, if anything, that the Marine Corps teaches you. Sacrifice a lot as a military, as a service member. And that that was one thing that stood with me, even today, and that, and keep in mind, I got out in 2008, so that's 12 years later. And I, I and Ms. Guzlan, she, she knows us. Um, and anytime we can help, we, we will offer it all, okay? We will give you 100% because that's what, that's instilled in us. That's one thing that is taught to us early on is like, give everything because because that's the right thing to do. If you are in the opportunity, if you have a platform to, to to help, to leave any situation better than what it started with, you go ahead, you jump right on it and you do so. So for me, um, to the question, the biggest habit is just, just stay selfless. And in the opportunity, always put others before me. Wow, what a great response. That was incredible. Thank- yeah, thank you. Yeah, I love how both of you are talking about teamwork and putting others first. And um, yeah, that's exactly what we all should be doing. And you know, the kids are picking up on that. And we do that in PE class too. We all got to work together to make our teams better. Thank you. Hi, my name is Emma Free. Do you have advice for the other military couples? Good morning, Emma Free. Uh, yes, uh, uh, advice for military couples and couples in general. Uh, you you have to have uh, uh, common goals, and you have to have uh, goes back to the core values of 
the Marine Corps, honor, courage, commitment. You have to have commitment. And uh, you all, you have to work together. And kind of things, the, the thing we've been talking about, uh, uh, relationships, what you put in is what you get out. If you put a lot of investment in and you work hard uh, for, toward a relationship, you will get the benefits from that. And if you don't do those things, then you probably won't have a positive or great relationship. So uh, military couples do have to work a little harder for that with because uh, you're you could be going in different directions and different locations, different uh, agendas. So it is extra stress toward military couples to be able to accomplish those goals uh, more, even more than civilian couples. But those those type of experiences are also bonds that bring you closer together uh, and make you uh, uh, appreciate each other a little bit more and appreciate your family just a little bit more uh, when you when you put forth those uh, sacrifices and those uh, that hard work. It just makes you appreciate this a little bit more. But thank you for that question. Yes. Uh, Senor Compton, do you have anything to add, um, advice to military couples? Oh, patience. <laughs> <laughs> patience. And not just like, and as you said, not just military couples, just couples in general. Just have patience with one another. And just backing each other up and to give an opportunity, you know, it, it takes teamwork, all right? It's not just all one person. And that really ties in with any relationship. If you think about it, relationship amongst your siblings, right? How many of you show hands have brothers or sisters? Right? In order to make it work, what? You have to have a good, uh, a good, healthy relationship with each other. They might, you know, get on your nerves sometimes, but at the end of the day, you know what? Love, love will conquer all. And just having patience with each other, helping each other out in any given opportunity, that's what will make it work. Thank you. Thank you for serving. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. 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 Oh. Thank you for serving the world. Thank you for your service. Well, I'd like to say thank you to the veterans in my life. Um, my papa, Thomas Briggs, thank you for serving our country. And to his son, Tommy Jr., for following in his footsteps, thank you for serving. And to my father-in-law, the late Johnny R. Gooseland, and my husband's dad, thank you. I know you can't hear me, but I really do appreciate all the years that he would come out to the Veterans Day as we would honor him. And um, and he always spent that day with us. And it's just a great memory to have um, my my son. Um, he drew a picture today, and he said he said this for is for Papa Buddy and um and to all the veterans in my local community of Phelps. Um, I know for the last eight years, this was, this was your time to shine. And um, I know I can't be with you in person or in body, um, especially the virtual thing going on. And then plus I moved, but I would like to say thank you to all our veterans in our community and to the veterans here in Woodford County. I don't know you yet, but I'm looking forward to getting to know everyone here. Happy Veterans Day. Bless them all, bless them all, the long and the short and the tall. 
the sergeants and W.O.1s Bless all the corporals and their thinking sons Cause we're saying goodbye to them all As back to their billets they crawl You'll get no promotion this side of the ocean So cheer up my 